What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Treehouse Vibes podcast. We're your hosts, Marissa, Monica, and I'm Luciano. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about conspiracy theories. So um, before we start, though, I'm going to give a little disclaimer. Uh, The following are just theories and not facts. They are just for fun and not to be taken seriously or as the truth. Okay, so I did a little bit of research and... Actually, one of my favorite conspiracy theories is the New World Order, or NWO, as it's known also. Um, So basically, to put it in basic terms, the New World Order theory says that secret organizations such as the UN, um, the elite, such as, you know, Bloomberg's, Clinton's um, families, they all have an agenda of ruling the world through an authoritarian government. The way they try to achieve this is through manufactured crises, like I said, such as terrorist attacks, pandemics, such as the swine flu at one point. It's also been said about currently COVID-19. So yeah, this is basically how they try to achieve this. They've also said that they control the weather. They have like weather controlling machines um and what i found interesting is that it correlates also to the ufo's theories which i know luciano you you like the ufo's theories yeah. uh yeah i i love ufo's and aliens um i said it in the last episode it's my birthday month I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully they come. They they drop a little present or something for me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so basically um, what it says is that the aliens actually control these powerful secret organizations and cover up evidence such as Area 51. Because you know how Area 51, like no one is allowed to go in it. It's very secretive, top secret stuff. So they're saying that aliens kind of take form of humans and and such as, for example, the Bloombergs or something like, you know, some powerful people like that and cover up these Area 51s, for example, and evidence like that. Um, I also try to find evidence on the New World Order theory and there wasn't much evidence um but one of the things that they did try to bring up as evidence was you know the dollar bill how there's a latin a latin phrase um and for many years they said that 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 translated to new world order but the actual translation of it is actually new order of the ages so that was debunked so there's the dollar bill they have like um the triangle it's like a um, the Illuminati symbol, so the eye with the triangle. Yeah, and also, um, I forgot which bill it was. It might have been the $20 bill where if you fold it a certain way, it shows, like, the Twin Towers falling, like... It shows them on fire. On fire. So, but these might just be coincidences and not, like, true evidence. So we don't really know. There's not a lot of evidence out there. I remember, not to interrupt, but I remember... In middle school, like that was kind of like the cool thing to do. Like I remember my friends in the in the lunch, in the cafeteria, they'd be like, "Oh, check out what I can do with my twenty dollar bill." 
and it'd be it'd be the the twin towers on on fire and all that and like i said like you're in middle school you're like wow that's cool but now that you were grown it's like like was that part of like uh evidence or yeah, a hint funny. yeah and the funny thing is like when you fold it you see the twin towers but it's folded into a pentagon Oh, I didn't notice that. And the Pentagon, yeah, if you fold it, it's actually in the shape of the Pentagon. So that's another pretty crazy thing about that. It's the Pentagon and the Twin Towers. But this theory has actually started back in 1920s. Um, and it hasn't been truly debunked. So who knows? We really don't know if this is true or not. Um, but yeah, it's one of my favorite theories, like I said. And... Yeah, anybody had other any any other theories? I mean, it kind of goes New World Order. You said 1920s, but also I've heard like it comes back with Abraham Lincoln and his assassination, uh John F Kennedy and his assassination, uh Martin Luther King Jr. Uh there are like moments in history where it feels like things were pushed a certain direction like it was going somewhere and then it was like a, a power a, a higher power was like no we're switching back to this way like yeah that goes back to manufactured crisis right yeah, like yeah. the assassination of JFK um, this is all because supposedly he had information that they didn't want us to know yeah. so it all goes back to the agenda that the government wants us you know wants to do with yeah. us yeah and with the JFK if anybody wants to look online, I found it like a couple of years ago. It was the speech where he was heading to, he was gonna reveal aliens were like, we contacted aliens or they contacted us, us. And that was, he was about to like reveal it to the world and he was uh, shot, right? And Supposedly, he had like a handwritten speech and he gave it to another uh, politician. This is all online. And he kept it in a safe. And right before he died, he, he took it out and they did studies on it. And it was 99.99% his handwriting, John F. K.'s handwriting. And it goes with the, uh, the famous words, uh, which is played in movies and video games. It's like, we are not alone. That's what J JFK was going to say. He was going to say... Um, whatever, like American citizens, citizens of the world, we are not alone. That's how he was going to start it. And, and it takes a little finding, but you can't find it online. It's very, very interesting. Actually, also, they, they said that he told Meryl, uh, Marilyn Monroe about that, too. Oh, really? yeah. Supposedly, she, uh, he told her about it. Um, and was she also killed or no? She, she, they, they think she either overdosed or she committed suicide. Um, but a lot of people believe that she was murdered. Yeah. A lot of people believe that. So that's another theory also, that they were both murdered because she had information. So yeah, it's all interconnected. Yeah, the big picture is that it's all interconnected. There's, there's a group of people that have almost unlimited money and that equals power. And with that, they're like... They try to control the direction that the other 8 billion people want to go or how just... So actually another theory that is kind of connected that you mentioned 
um, is the Area 51. They're all, all the theories we're going to talk about today are kind of interconnected now that Monica's talked about the New World Order because they are intertwined. And, um, but actually the CIA didn't actually reveal it to the public until uh, 2013. And 2013 was when they officially, like, acknowledged that this was a real place. And Obama actually is the first president to actually mention Area 51. So Area 51 is actually, like I said, a military base that was opened during the Cold War. Um, and they were to do, they were trying to aerial test spying, but they didn't want to get caught. So what they did was they opened up this base and they started flying higher up in the air so that they could spy on the Soviets and what have you. So from there, that's, that's what they claim people... People, a lot of people in the area would say that they would see flying saucers. They were claiming that they saw UFOs, but then, according to, according to the government, they're saying no, those were U two spy planes. They were not UFOs, even though people swear that's what they saw. Um, so either it's true and they were flying things over, or they're just making an excuse. Oh, a few years ago, people tried to storm Area 51, and I think they went there. <laughs> no, this was last year. Was it, oh, it was last year? I thought no, it was in 2018. I know I heard about the Area 51 raid. And it, it was getting, like, momentum, and then Facebook shut it down, and then it started again. It was the first year of the Area 51 raid. Maybe we were all a little nervous, a little scared. But I think what's going to happen in the second year, the third year, the fourth, the fifth, imagine like the 10th year of the Area 51 raid. I think thousands are going to show up, thousands, as we get more confidence about it. Yeah. Um, I've watched videos before that talk about how supposedly there's three species of aliens on the planet right now. Um, and one of them they refer to as the tall whites. So maybe, maybe aliens already did come for your birthday. Maybe they're already here. Maybe they'll just make an appearance. So I think, Luciano, you had another theory. Yes, I had a theory which it's, it's hard to get people to talk about it. It's easier to accept what the government fed us to be the whole story. And that is... 9-11 there's there's a lot of holes in how the the government uh, explains that day and how the people that were actually there how they explained that day there, there's quite a few theories they all kind of mesh together but basically they're saying it's, it was a false flag attack planned by the government to get us into Afghanistan and Iraq yeah People also believe that the Twin Towers were brought down by explosives. If you kind of look at the way the buildings came down, it looks like a demolition. It doesn't really look like... It doesn't look like they just fell. They didn't fall in pieces. They just literally fell. Yeah, that day it looks... If you watch, like, a video, it looks like the build... Like, it, like, just... Like, it just so neatly went into the building. Like, if you look at the plane, it doesn't look like any damage happened to it. It just... Like, just glides right in there. Also, didn't they find um, a passport from an oh, Afghanistan yeah. or Iraq? Yeah, they found the... They, they couldn't find pieces of the plane, like, large pieces of the plane. But they found a, uh, an intact passport, like, slightly damaged, yeah. but in pretty good shape. And it's paper. 
I mean, it's a paper thing. That should be gone. If body parts are all over the place and the plane is like in smithereens, how are you going to find an intact passport and then be like, this is the guy? I read a stat that says like over 50% of the American people don't believe the story. And th this might sound a bit controversial, but I think the best way to give our respect and our, our memory and respect to the, the 3,000 people and plus that died that day is to talk about it and question the government and what they, the story that they're telling us. Because if we just eat up what they're telling us, I don't think that's, that's paying respect to the, uh, the, the 3,000 people that died, unfortunately, on that day. It's, it's not just enough to have like a monument yeah. with all their names um, or like even to mention it on 9-11, on each 9-11. Yeah. I don't think that's enough. You know, we need to tell people the truth and, you know. Yeah, also they talk about the airline 50, uh, not 53, 93. They say that it was shot down because oh, in yeah. the, supposedly the story behind it is that they were hijacked. I don't know, they were heading somewhere in Pennsylvania and the people on the flight took down the plane. They fought the terrorists and took it down. But when you look at the evidence, there's really not much of the plane left. There's not really a big hole in the ground. So people think that it was shot down. There's not really a lot of pieces of the plane. They're very small pieces. The area where it was hit is not that large. So it looks like it was shot down. And, and before we move on, I don't know if we're gonna move on, but I have to ask a question, which with the Twin Towers, it needs to be brought up, which is what happened to Building 7? To our listeners, research everything we say. Don't just take it by our words, but also check out Building 7, which is kind of like the forgotten uh, Twin Tower. Well, I think now we should move on to uh, more current events. Like, you want to talk about current events? Like life lessons that we're getting from COVID COVID nineteen. Twenty twenty is is kind of kicking our butts, but to start the topic, the question would be, what what's the biggest lesson that twenty twenty has brought to you or taught you? Uh, we'll start with uh, Maritza. Um, I think the biggest lesson that I learned from twenty twenty is to to appreciate the people that you have in your life. Like, you know, being in quarantine, you couldn't, you couldn't spend time with your family or your friends. And, you know, then people started getting sick and people died. And, you know, it made you think like, well, you know, did I really appreciate them the last time I saw them? Did I tell them everything I wanted to say to them? Did I tell people I loved them? Did I, you know, do everything I wanted to do? So, yeah, that, that is the biggest lesson that I learned is definitely appreciate those in your life. You know, make a priority to go see your family. I know everybody thinks it's a chore to go see their parents or their siblings or relatives in general or friends. You know, if your friend invites you out, go. Like, that's definitely going to be my new, like, way of thinking. If my friends invite me out when the world goes back to normal, I'm going to go because I didn't, I didn't see them. I don't know when the next time I'll see them again. You know, what if something crazy happens again where, you know, we don't get to go out? Because it kind of... It kind of crept up on us. Like, we knew it was coming, but then all of a sudden it was like we went from, like, normal life to being, like, you know, not able to see each other. Would you say, like, don't hold back your love? Is that a good way of putting yeah, it together? 
Yeah, don't hold back your love and don't, like, um, don't put off, don't put people off, you know? Like, I, I know I can be, like, more introverted and sometimes people invite me out and I'll say yes and then the day will come and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to go out. I'm just, no, I have, you know, something to do. And then I end up staying in. But I think from this I've learned, like, you know, go out, do what you got to do, enjoy life while you can because, you know, obviously this year we didn't get to, we didn't get to do the things that we normally do. We're in the summertime. We're not, we can't go out. We can't go to a bar. We can't go to a club. You know, we can go to a friend's house. Some people still don't really get together because, you know, there is still a lot of fear around it. So it's like you don't know when you're going to see somebody again. Yeah, so definitely, like, like, appreciate what you have basically while you have it because things go away very fast. I mean, look at it. We, I don't think we really appreciated what our life was before the virus. You know, I don't think I appreciated the little things in life. So many of us focus on like, I'm going to work more hours. I'm going to make more money. You know, that's, yes, you have to work. You got to pay your bills. You know, that's a part of life, but you need to have other things. You need to be around your family. You need to be around your friends. You need to um, have a hobby, enjoy things. Um, and I think that this time also gave people more opportunity to do things that they like. Like, oh, you know, I wanted to read this book, but I never have time because I'm at work. Well, now nobody's at work anymore, so everybody's home reading or doing whatever it is that they enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Kind of like appreciate what you got. Yeah. Well, mine kind of goes in uh, similar to yours about, you know, not taking it, uh, for granted your relationships, but I think even your freedom is very important. You know, the freedom of being able to go to the mall, like, you know, and even the freedom of not having the mask on, you know, like we take little things like that for granted because I know in the, you know, East, Eastern countries like China, they do use these masks on an everyday basis and we don't realize how lucky we are, how lucky we are and, you know, it's, even though it's like inconvenient for us right now, imagine them having to wear it every day for 365 days a year. And then on a more global aspect, I think I've learned that money is not everything. Like, look at the um, epidemic that we're going through right now. It doesn't target just poor people. It targets everybody. So it's about everybody working together, trying to get things done so that we can hopefully overcome this. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, we need to really fix our health care industry in this country like it's so messed up I it gets me angry yeah because you see like other countries that are like considered third world countries and they've been able to control this or at least to you know kind of keep it at a level a safe level and look at where we are here where we kind of went from going you know, we were like on a spike, then it's going down and now it's back up. And, you know, like now that a vaccine is going to come out, how much are they going to charge us for that? And are yeah. people going to be able to afford those vaccines? Or even treatment. Or treatment. come up with a treatment, can people afford to get the treatment? If people are sick and they go to the hospital, can they afford to get treated right now? Basically, the value of your life is how, much, how great your insurance is. Yeah. Like, um, I, I heard a story of someone who went into the hospital without insurance. They had COVID-19, and they ended up coming out of the hospital with, like, $35,000 worth of debt. 
Um, that That's ridiculous. There's no reason why people should get sick and have all this money that they owe at the end. There's no reason. We're a first world country, whatever. We should have way better health care here. And it definitely, like, you, you did make a really good point. That That was something that also I realized through this whole thing. I know, like, in the past, um, maybe I didn't always prioritize health insurance because we're younger, you know. Maybe I don't need it. Maybe I could save money in my paycheck if I don't take the health insurance. Um, this whole this whole situation really made me see, like, I, I need to take the insurance. I need to pay the extra money for it because if I don't have it, I'm kind of, you know, screwed. Yeah. To me, it's like my sickness should not be your profit. That's how I see it. You know, like, we're all humans. We need to value each other and, you know, not, this should not be for profit. That's something that I disagree with. Yeah. But the problem is, and I'll, I'll challenge you guys here, is nothing really should be for profit. Because think about it. Okay, we're talking about healthcare. That should not be for profit. But what about food? That's a, that's a basic necessity. What about shelter? Should that be for profit? That doesn't really make sense to me because the bigger picture is like Monica said, we are all human. We should all value life and individual life. So why is it that some people are, not some people, like millions of people are homeless? So what I was saying is like, the bigger picture is not a lot of things should be for profit. Yeah, a lot of things shouldn't be for profit. You know, you have education as well. But yeah, the problem yeah. is, it's not realistic in this world. No, we can't, it's not realistic. Not it, anymore. Because when you think about it, like, okay, food, you need to pay the farmer. People need to be able to survive. Right now. Yeah, that's why I think it's unrealistic. Um, the system is the way it is. And you're probably going to get, like, a few minor changes depending on you know, who you elect for president and senators and blah, blah, blah. But it's only going to few minor changes and nothing very serious. Whatever benefits the billionaires is what's going to happen for us. Yeah. If it benefits the billionaires for us to have free education, we'll have free education. That's how the government works. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think that's why with one of the quotes you said last week, Monica, it starts at individual. What, what was the exact quote? Be the change you want to see in the world. Uh, yeah. But anyway, we went like completely left turn. Yeah. From Monica said she would like at a global level seeing healthcare being changed. Luciano, what have you learned? Yeah, um, I like how you separated it, which was personal level, uh, like a personal lesson you learned from 2020, and then globally. So I'll kind of go with that, and and personally, I learned that. Even though it, it looks like the outside world is burning and things are kind of in flames, the outside world might be like just in complete chaos, but I'm still in control as far as I'm in control. You know what I mean? Like, of how I react to it, of how I spend my time. And going back to uh, the first episode, we were going to talk about mental health. Yeah. And just how I'm going to react, you know, like the the world looks like it's in chaos, but I can still choose what I'm going to focus on and spend my time doing. 
because I could I could throw my hands up in the air and be like like damn this is looking real bad yeah. I'm just gonna give up watch Netflix and never mind anything forget 2020 let me wait till 2021 or like like I said the lesson for me was I am still in control of me of my situation of uh, how I handle it so personally that's the lesson I learned which is I'm still in control of the things that I can control and at a global scale what I learned is governments don't give a shit we are numbers to them if you're listening to this right now I'm sorry but you're nobody to these people and I'm nobody to these people they don't care they don't care to learn who Luciano is who Monica is who Maritza is they don't they don't want to learn your name your age your family what you like what you what you don't like they don't you're just a number you're a statistic we just that to me taught me that I got to hold on tighter to my circle and to the things that I can control I agree with that yeah look at them I mean they're like they're they're willing to risk people yeah. so that the economy can thrive yeah you know but who's going to support the economy when there's no more people and you hear about corporations hiding that somebody has COVID-19 so Amazon in the warehouse they would have a worker and it's like keep it on the down low so that everybody else can work and then if they try to speak up they would fire them yep onto the onto the next worker they can replace at at a snap of a finger like Thanos shout out to Thanos so I think uh, that's pretty much it for today yeah um did you have anything else you wanted to add well I wanted to end it with a quote so in honor of Luciano's birthday I have a quote from one of his favorite basketball players Kobe Bryant (laughs) and it says everything negative pressure challenges it's all an opportunity for me to rise that's a good one that's a good one I like that I like that very good all right that's the end of that and peace out everybody bye